0: Welcome to the Nutrigenomic Nation podcast with Brian Highfield, certified nutritionist, author, speaker, and founder of multiple successful companies in the health world. Brian is known for educating healthcare professionals and others on improving their health and their life through breakthroughs in nutrition, technology, and biochemistry. On the podcast, Brian interviews thought leaders in the world of nutrition and natural health. He and his guests share the secrets of a whole life natural approach to health and the life altering results you can get by making easy changes to your diet and daily routine.
1: Well, welcome to another episode of Nutrigenomic Nation where we talk about different topics related to your genetic health. And so today we have a very special guest. We have Rob Van Bergen. Rob is a board certified holistic health practitioner and a Certified Haché Protocol Specialist. So welcome to the program, Rob. Thanks, Brian. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Well, I want our audience to get to know you a little bit. So can you tell us a little bit about your background? I mean, what made you want to become a holistic health practitioner in the first place? Sure. So
0: for me, it started with my own uh, personal journey in pain, honestly. When I was young, I ended up um, getting a diagnosis of scoliosis. And uh, for me, it was kind of it destroyed me in my childhood, right? I, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Um, I couldn't be a kid and run around without being in pain. Uh, you know, it was, it was rough. And so it kind of, it came down to me for a search through my family, my parents, both naturopathic doctors, and we tried everything to get like me out of pain, right? From conventional medicine to uh, traditional homeopathic, naturopathic, we tried everything. Anything I got was like a temporary fix which, you know, is, is, is great, but I, I found, like, the fear of the pain is going to come back really, like, pulled me down. Uh, they ended up going to Russia, and they found a, uh, a device there that was a microcurrent machine, um, and they were watching these people do these miracle treatments, and they thought, we need this. So they brought it back to the UK, where I lived at the time, and they used it on me, and, and, and that was my first introduction to, to microcurrent. I, I felt really good, but I was like, oh, it's just going to be a temporary fix like everything else. But, you know, to my surprise, it's, uh, it didn't come back. So as I kind of advanced into adulthood, I, I guess I kind of forgot my pain story, um, as we do <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> go away. And uh, I ended up going to business school. And then I just started working in the business, doing the accounts and everything. And then I would see again patients coming through the door and leaving, and I was I wanted to treat them. So I was like, well, if I want to treat them, I need to go to school and learn how to how to be able to treat. So that's how I got started doing what I'm doing now.
1: Awesome. Well, talk about this microcurrent technology. Exactly what what is that, and and why isn't that um, uh, being used more?
0: Sure. So it's getting more. Uh, notice now, Um, we currently have clinical trials going on at Stanford University, uh, Baylor School of Medicine, um, and we've had a lot done overseas as well. Um, But microcurrent is essentially already in your body. So it is your your nervous system communicates through electrical signals that pass through the nerves. Um, And those are a microcurrent, that very, very small electricity. Uh, So microcurrent technology is using body-friendly signals, to kind of tap into the body's nervous system and actually trigger healing or anti-inflammatory, any kind of response that the body's system will trigger, you can turn off or on. So you can initiate repair, you can accelerate repair. So it's really just taking your body's natural ability to heal and amplifying it. So, you know, we always, when we're young, we, we get sick and, or we get injured and we repair so quickly and then as we age, we lose that ability. As our cells slow down, we get scar tissue, which blocks communication. And the microcurrent technology is like a remote control to take charge of the system.
1: All right. And, and so what are the applications for that? Is it, just, is it just pain or does it have a wide array of different applications? So uh, according to the FDA, it's just pain. Um, so we, we focus a lot on pain
0: uh, in public marketing there. Um, but a lot of the studies are, have been on uh, healing, non-healing wounds, um, stimulating the vagus nerve to shut down inflammation in the body, deal with digestive system issues, autoimmune disease. So really it's become a very kind of all-encompassing um, protocol. But it also kind of falls into different categories across the world. In Europe, microcurrent is far more accepted than it is here in North America. So we have uh, in Europe how clearances are you know, neurofeedback. You can stimulate the brain to alter brain waves, You can, you can stimulate the vagus nerve. You can enhance sleep. You can work on depression. You can do all of these different things there. In fact, they even teach, uh, in, in Russia and in Germany, they even teach microcurrent in medical school as a, as a typical treatment. It's very much more common there. So it, it's just, uh, you know, if the applications are kind of boundless, but it, it really alters depending on where about you are in the world as to what you're legally allowed to do.
1: So who's, I mean, who's a candidate for this? Are these people that have just tried different things to to address their pain? They haven't found the right thing yet. I mean, what, what type of, of people are you seeing that's coming in that that are seeking this microcurrent therapy as, as a solution for them? Right.
0: So a lot of the time it's people that are, have been kind of, run through the meat grinder of the medical system they've been in chronic pain they've gone on medications and they've then been taken off of the medications because it's not unsafe for them to stay on them any longer and the pains come back a classic example of that is like rheumatoid arthritis you know you get the methotrexate so it shuts down your immune system seems normal but in 10 years time the damage it's done means you've, you've you've kind of shot yourself in the foot to get through it, you know, and, and feel a bit better for a while. So people, those are the most common people we see, but we really see that, you know, it's, it's anyone that is in pain or is sick can benefit in some way from this. If you have anxiety, right, it's all connected to pain. It's all connected to sickness. You can treat all of these things because it's your body's healing system. We wouldn't, there's very few things our body is incapable of healing. So we just kind of look at that cyclically. Um, I, I wish more people knew about it and, and were willing to, uh, to give it a try because it's just it's almost miraculous to see.
1: So how does this fit into the, the hashay protocol? I mean what's the hashay protocol and, and how is that related to the microcurrent therapy?
0: Sure. So uh, I mentioned uh, my parents are naturopaths um, and have been for years. Um, and for them, you know, it's the classic stuff that you do when you' when you're treating patients is you work on their nutrition, their stress levels, Make sure that they're exercising somewhat if they ever want to recover um, and maintain that muscle mass and circulation, and uh, you got to make sure they're sleeping well. You know those are the kind of the cornerstones of of health. Um, so the hashay protocol incorporates all of those things, and then we also add microcurrent as well. So while we find that microcurrent by itself can maybe take something eighty percent of the way there to the finish line. You, there's often barriers we come up with along the way and that's when we find out oh, this person doesn't sleep properly. we need to get them sleeping you know maybe they're eating something they're allergic to so it it all comes down to that holistic health system uh, and that's really what the haschet protocol is all about.
1: Awesome and your website talks about uh, you know you having an, an autistic son and, and uh, you know we, we, we know everyone knows someone uh, I believe that that has, uh, a family member who may be autistic. And so how, how has this helped, helped him and how can it help other folks that, that may have autism?
0: Sure, yeah, I think um, we didn't realize James was autistic until he went to school. Um, and I think we were just like, well, this is normal kid stuff. Uh, his teacher picked up on it pretty quickly. So you can imagine the surprise in our first like parent teacher meeting in kindergarten where it's like, uh, we're like, well, we think he's doing great. And she's like, not so much. So that, that was a shock. It, t- it took a lot of adjustments. Uh, James has always been really sensitive. I think people, a lot of people with autism have extremely um, se- like, hypersensitive sensory systems. Um, things like, you know, walking in the snow, he couldn't stand it if the snow wasn't clearly white. It was like touching it would, you know, and, and getting bumped on the playground where it would normally just be an ow and a cry could sound like he's broken a limb. So for James, I've, I've used microcurrent as a way to kind of calm his nervous system down. So before school every day, I stimulate his vagus nerve, calm his system down, and, and do it again in the evening because he's like walking around with this uh, cup full of water that's filled to the brim and it, a little bump and it spills over and everything is ruined for him. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting experience uh, to incorporate that in there um, for something that isn't just pain. And I have uh, ended up having a lot of people actually contact me about that and and follow the same kind of plan. Keep their systems calm, and it does really help to just make day to day stuff more enjoyable and livable for for the child.
1: Awesome. Um, let's let's talk like a broader sense of of health and and well being a little bit. I mean, you you. I have, I have a lot of certifications, um, a, a lot of training, um, biofeedback, neurofeedback, uh, hypnotherapy, homeopathy, aromatherapy. I mean, the list goes on and on. So you, you're well-educated in all these different areas. What are some things that our audience may be surprised about, as some, some discoveries you made in your training about, uh, about what impacts their health and what they can do sure. to really um, maximize their health? Sure, yeah. No, I think one of the number one
0: things that people don't really realize um, is that there is a negative effect of, uh, of, of negative thoughts, of huge negative effect, And uh, we, we call that the nocebo effect. So everything that we, we treat with, all of these different modalities that I have, have learned, um, have some level of working on the mind. And it's getting the mind to calm down and stop thinking. Everyone knows what the placebo effect is. Mm-hmm. You know, we we take something that's not really a medication, but we think it is, and we get better. The, the nocebo effect is the opposite of that. So we hear, for example, that something is going to do us wrong, and so we do ourselves wrong in that process. The, the, the mind's ability to heal is just incredible, but a lot of people just they'll fill the, themselves with negative thoughts. And it's the same, I've seen it time and time again with people that get cancer diagnosis. They, it, they sit in that chair and the doctor says to them, sorry, like to tell you this, but you have cancer. And at that moment, their health plummets because all of a sudden, all of the negative things they've associated with, with cancer come flooding forward. And they think, well, I'm dead, I'm gonna die. What's the point? And it, it floods through them. And and the people that I have worked with that have gotten out of a cancer diagnosis that have reversed uh, their cancer are the people that go into it positively. And they think, okay, well, you know what? Mind over matter, I'm going to be good. This is going to be fine. I'm going to get through this. And it, it just works the same way with everything. This is why, as I say earlier, anxiety, stress has such a big impact on the body because it's those negative thoughts. It's those fears that really manifest the problem.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's just amazing. I mean, it's, it's really a mind over matter in, in a lot of those situations. And, and we've had guests uh, on the show before talk about positive psychology and how that plays such a significant role uh, in your health. Um, what, what are some other, other things that um, you've come across that are just critical for people to really pay attention to is, you know, focus on their nutrition, on their mental health. I mean, what, what are some, what are some other areas that, that folks really need to be cognizant of on a day to day basis?
0: I think you know number one for me is always nutrition. I don't I don't think you can um, you can have a healthy body if your building blocks or your building materials are bad quality or they're rotten. You know you you have I see so many people that are willing to do so many things but they won't change the root of the issue. Um, I, we can do so much for a person. But if they continue to eat something they know is bad for them, then it's going to continue to spiral them out of control. But I also think it's a mistake to assume that any one diet is the miracle cure diet. Um, we, we work, you know, I'm often asked that question, oh, which diet should I go on? Should I go on on AIP or, you know, any of those, those uh, big diets that are really, really fad diets like keto? Um, and, and I'm always looking at people and thinking, well, you've got to – you gotta do what we call the elimination diet, right? Eliminate one major thing from your diet for like 10 to 14 days and see if you notice a difference. Because a lot of the time you will in that time, you'll figure out what it is. But if you just cut out a bunch of stuff, then you're never gonna know what it was. And there's also things that you may not think are bad for you. My, My allergy is raw fruits and vegetables. And people are always like, wow, that's weird. You must be lying because you don't like to eat your veggies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 that's not really the truth at all. Like, I actually will get, like, anaphylactic. I'll get bloated really badly. If I, if they're cooked, I can eat them. So it's to do with the pollen on them. So I'm, I'm always like, please just pick the big ones, knock them out one at a time, and see what makes a difference. Reduce the inflammatory response in your body, and you will not have anywhere near as much disease.
1: That's funny. I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, "Wow, raw fruits and vegetables how do I, How do I sign up for that allergy?" So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, well, yeah that's that's good. That's really really good advice. Um, is there anything we haven't uh, we haven't covered today that you really want our, our audience to know? I don't. I don't think there's so much.
0: Uh, the, I, I touched on it briefly before, but I, I really want to put a focus on the Vegas nerve. Um, I, I think people. Will research vagus nerve stimulation or their vagus nerve and they will they will know just from looking it up that's me i have a problem with my vagus nerve so a lot of great books out there the polyvagal theory um, is is a very fascinating one and and for me that's been my focus of my uh my phd which i'm super close to finishing just need more time um but the the vagus nerve controls that complete full body inflammatory response And if you can control your vagus nerve, then you can control that inflammatory response. So ultimately, I just went through all this stuff about diet, if you can flip that switch and turn off the inflammatory response, it doesn't matter as much what you do. And so the patients we see that stimulate their vagus nerve three, four times a day for a couple of minutes, they're they're the patients that can turn around things like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, anything that is inflammatory that's filling the body, uh, you you can shut that down. And I encourage people to do some research there and just sort of see if they think vagus nerve um, problems may be, may be something to do with
1: their issue. Awesome. Good stuff. So where can having us go to uh, learn more about microcurrent therapy or uh, your practice or just to connect with you?
0: Sure. So I, I recommend that they uh, they check out our website, uh, www.painfreeforlife.com. Nice and easy. Um, and you can look us up on Facebook as well. Uh, we have a phenomenal support group with a lot of practitioners that are more than willing to give free advice <laughs> as to what might be going on in your body. And, and it's, it's a great introduction to not only microcurrent, but kind of all aspects of, of natural health.
1: Awesome, well, great. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh I, we've been talking about microcurrent therapy, uh pain relief, the hash a protocol, and we learned a new word, the nocebo effect. So I really like that. <laughs> That's really cool. So our guest has been uh, uh Rob Van Bergen. He's a board certified holistic health practitioner and a certified hash a protocol specialist. And so we hope you enjoyed today's discussion. And please join us next time where we'll talk about another topic related to your genetic health so thank you so much rob for being with us today
0: thanks for having me brian
1: this show has been produced by market domination llc to discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace go to www.marketdominationllc.com podcast offer